Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season four. When Jewishish goes dialing in. When Jewishish goes dialing in. Listeners all change their numbers. When Jewishish goes dialing in. And yes, it's another Murray Monday. Murray! I'm gonna try it again. I this the computer just doesn't do it for me for this. It's very upsetting. It's very disappointing. Murray. Oh, I got it that time. Excellent. Good. All right, and it's our usual Monday guest, the great golf correspondent Thucydides Johnson, here to tell us, as he so often does about what happened this weekend in golf, in the European tour, the women's tour, and the clubhouse store. How are you, Thucydides? Yeah, I gotta shut off the your theme thing. There we go, okay. And how are you, how are you uh, host number one? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I was still involved in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He disavows all golf knowledge. Yeah, that's true. He does do that. And so what's what what happened on the European tour, on the women's tour, in the clubhouse tour? Well the European nothing, nothing much happened. In the PGA it was pretty boring. It was um it was pairs. Um and Kucher, Matt Kucher and Harris English won again for the third time. In you mean the, like this, the fruit? Like the fruit um, pairs, apples, pomegranates? No, no, pomegranates? No, they, they teamed up. Oh, in twos. In duos. Yeah, the two. Yeah. Um, Pusums. Play competing as one team. Um, you mean one guy hit the golf ball and the other one went and fetched it? No, no, no. They got to each hit alternately and simultaneously. But nobody cares about They hit simultaneously? They both hit it at the same time and both balls are swinging towards the hole? I would watch that. I once watched my Alan, my friend Alan, hit a ball, and ball in the air, it hit another ball that somebody else. Really? Oh. Wow. Good. I would watch that. I would watch Alan play. Jewish. Well, this wasn't as good as as that event. Um, And they won by like 111 shots. It wasn't, they took any, any drum as well. Oh. So the PK tour was kind of a slur. But, um, the, reggae, the, the real, the real, um, I don't know what happened in the European the tour, I can tell you that Matthew Fitzpatrick won. Not um, traditionally and reggae and instrument. And golf of the year in the European tour. Yes, I saw so that. That's what prompted me to ask you about it. Yeah, 20 years after he won for the first time, which to me is wow. exciting. Good. 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 Yes. Um, but the real story was the women's, the LPGA tour, where they had their biggest event of the year, and uh, Aileen Kim uh, birdied her final three holes and tied the record for the largest comeback in the U.S. Women's Open, rallying from five shots behind to win the biggest event in women's golf. She... 
Um, seemed terrific. She um, she cried through a translator. She cried through a translator. What is it? <laughs> How did that go? I think. <laughs> she went she seemed <laughs> confident. Translator didn't do well. Um, no, she she cried, so then he cried. Um, but they were highly masked, so we're presuming that they cried. They were, it was also freezing cold. Apparently, Texas is subarctic oh, now. Really? And they were so they finished the day. They, they got rained out yesterday, and they were wearing parkas and all kind of REI. The local REI probably got besieged. Oh, oh so the with, women's thing didn't get settled until today, Monday. Just a few hours oh, ago. So it's lucky that we're recording late on Monday night. This, this, by the way, I think is our latest ever recording session. Don't you think? Me? Yes, host number one. I was thinking <laughs> that I don't think I've uploaded one in a week and a half. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that also. Yeah. Okay, tell us, uh, tell us about the Vande. What's up with the Vande segment? Well, you have the recording device, so I can't really tell you what's up. Here. Here. I can tell you. Did you got? Did you you guys want? You were talking about golf. You didn't hear. The listeners are going to appreciate. I wrote a little song for them that I performed. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. They'll they'll appreciate that. Charlie Dowling is still winning, but only by forty two miles over. Oh, Yannick Festhaven has moved into second. Voici tous les temps de passage à la longitude du Cap Louis. Dimanche, dix. Oh shoot! What's thirteen? Tres. Decembre, uh, 2020. He's talking about uh, French. Yeah. Don yeah. on. Yeah. In first place, Charlie Dalin. A pivia. A. Uh, Onze vingt cinq minutes. Uh, so in eleven at eleven twenty five. Uh, he was thirty five thirty four J twenty two H O five mean. Depuis les sables de Hollande. Well, he's up by 42 miles now. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. No, I don't think so, because... Let me give you a sense of why I think that's not that much. Is because the per, the person in third is 53 miles behind, but then the person in fourth, Damien Sagan, is 336 miles behind. So it really breaks up after that. And, and just to give you a sense of then how this goes, the person who's in 20th, Manuel Cousin is 3,270 miles behind. To me, that would be a bummer. <laughs> He's got to circle the world about nine times to win this thing. Yeah. You know, did you, did you have to, when you were um, a kid, did you have to compete in the presidential fitness thing? You know, always got out of that. Oh, really? No kidding. When I... When, when, when I had to do the half mile run or whatever it was, I think I was as much behind the leader as number 20th in the Vendee Globe. I think I was 3,200 miles behind in that. Um, Did you give me a yeah. script? Yeah. I mean, just got out of that. Really? Every time? Yeah. No, I think I only had to really try once or twice. Where did my script go? I don't know. I don't have a script all of a sudden. I gave you the script. Yeah, I'm going to have to share with you. Oh, no, here, maybe this is one. Yeah, I got one. Lots of vets news. Lots of vets news, thank you. They hired a new general manager. Make it a little quieter because this is the Mets news. Oh, okay. 
They hired a new general manager, a guy named Jared Porter, who'd been assistant general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They seem to be about to sign a catcher, which they badly need. They're going to get the guy who was, until last year, the second-best catcher named McCann in Major League Baseball, James McCann, who's no Brian McCann, but is pretty good. And they signed Jerry Blevin, a lefty who was good for them a few years ago, to a minor league contract. Okay, it's your turn to read something. So I was providing. Uh, I got it. Amb- Read your thing, and I'm ambience. gonna. I'm gonna provide while you're reading. You're gonna now. provide some ambience. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. We're getting near the end of the cut. Are we allowed to say that yeah. on the thing? Yeah. Since yeah. it's Yiddish, we can say it. Absolutely. Yeah. You were okay with crap last week. Yeah, but crap doesn't mean what schmuck means. Okay, the crap is reading now. Thanks. <laughs> Are you all? I'm gonna call child services. Get myself a better place, Thu. Do you have hey, any room? Is reading crap now. Thu, do you have any room? Do you want to adopt me? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. You, you, you cook it all? Yeah, I do. I well, I shouldn't get into this on the podcast, no, should I? I? Don't think so. Okay, yeah, I, I've become a great cook, Thu. You, you, you. Yeah, we got room for you. All right. <laughs> All right, I can be your personal chef. (laughs) Yeah, we're preventing them by getting me to a place with less forest. Yeah, that's the point, yeah. We're getting near the end of the college football season, so colleges are firing their football coaches, an annual holiday ritual. Can I fire you? No, I'm not a football coach. Oh. Okay, we'll, we'll figure that out. Illinois fired Levy Smith and Auburn fired Gus Malzahn. COVID moron of the year candidate and University of Florida coach Dan Mullen does not seem in danger of being fired, but his team had an awkward loss this weekend. They were tied with LSU late in the game, and they stopped LSU tight end Cole Taylor on a big third down play and seemed on the verge of getting the ball back, but Taylor's shoe came off, and Florida defensive back Marco Wilson picked the shoe up and threw it down the field, incurring a penalty that led to LSU's kicking a game-winning field goal a few minutes later. Mullen called Wilson's penalty unfortunate. I love that. Did you hear about this? I saw it on tape. Oh, did you? Yeah, Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. How far did he throw the shoe? What's that? How far did he throw the shoe? Oh my gosh, it was a terrific throw. They said 20, I think he probably said through 30 yards. Oh really? No kidding. We'll have to talk to the shoots about that tomorrow. We'll have to work that into the shoe and beverage. Definitely. And in other news, and in other news, and in other news, and in other news. Walls 12,000 years ago in what is now Colombia have been described in the journal Quaternary International by a team of English and Colombian archaeologists. The remarkably realistic works depict how early humans lived alongside of Ice Age megafauna such as giant sloths, mastodons, and three-toed ungulates with trunks. Do, you, do either of you know what an ungulate is? No, but I, um, they're my favorite thing now. I know. I think three-toed ungulates would be a great name for a band. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. A, I, I need to find out what an ungulate, what an ungulate is. Let's have yeah. a little ungulated feature. Yeah, we'll have a feature on ungulates. 
Go ahead. The newly the when you say go I'm ahead. always ready to go ahead, and then when you say go, go ahead, ahead, it makes me trip over go the words. Go ahead. The new highly anticipated video game Cyber Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 starring Keanu Reeves is out. I'd be more interested in it if it were Cyberpunk. Yeah, if you would. Players can be a nomad, a street kid, or a corporate employee and go around completing quests in a world dominated by corporations. What? What? You have to play a video game to compete in a world dominated by corporations? This sounds like regular punk. 2020, not Cyberpunk 2077. I don't I'm get a it. regular old guy in 2020. So listen to this. A loyal Jewishish listener who tweets as at tweeted a remarkable honor to the Jewish Twitter, Jewish Twitter feed, at Bickers The. It showed a screenshot of his list from Spotify of his top three podcasts for 2020, on which Jewishish appeared as number three. Beating out, for instance, James Joyce's Ulysses podcast, which came in fifth. We beat out Ulysses. On behalf of all our Jewish correspondents, and indeed all those everywhere who are trying to make daily life just a little more sophomoric, we thank at mmooney74 warmly. And you still won't really... We beat out Ulysses and you still won't leave us a voice message? I think the man's trying to preserve his dignity. <laughs> I am just, I just, I'm, I'm, I still really want a voice message from someone. Really? That's right. my only wish for this holiday season. That's okay. all I could ask for, you know? All right. I'm really, it has me broken up. You hear, listeners? We need a voice message on Anchor. They've been hearing for months and months. I know, I know. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Even after it takes me two weeks to upload, we have like eight listens on the podcast and not one of them come to visit me. is that? We're going to do our very best over here in Nicholasville. <laughs> Yes, really. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna work the hustings to try to get us a, a voice message. I'm gonna exhort the masses. Really, both oh, masses, yeah. both of the Nicholas, <laughs> both of the Nicholasville masses. And oh. now it's time for Merry Monday. Oops, that's, <laughs> that's just another Merry Monday. <laughs> Marie Monday. Good, right? Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. As our listeners know, every Monday we celebrate the people who authored Das Kapital, who endangered fruits, and who are like cows with no legs. The people know. Not as atolls, for the most part, but sometimes Sometimes as atolls. atolls. But the point of it is people known as Murray, more foremost, you know. So loyal listeners will recall that last week, I was so moved by Thucydides' deal, detailed I'm sorry, description. I have to interrupt you. What? This is the last time I'm going to interrupt you in the whole thing, I, I don't swear. believe that. I, I don't either. But um, you always say our loyal listeners will remember. What? Yeah. You always say our loyal listeners will remember. Yeah. But I don't see how that makes logical sense because our most loyal listeners are going to have no brain capacity if they've had to listen to so much. This their brains are going to be rotting. So why do you expect our most loyal listeners to remember? Oh, correct. I think the best bet is to say listeners who poke around for a couple minutes on the podcast occasionally might be lucky enough to have run into this when we last did it. 
Anyway, please continue. Loyal listeners who want to go back and relive the trauma of last week's show will recall that I was so moved by Thucydides' detailed description of the way his Murray turned blood into urine that I promised to find another Murray this week that would allow us to tap into the medical expertise Thucydides has developed while playing golf with doctors in Nicholasville. But is that true? Does, do all the doctors in Nicholasville play golf? Every Wednesday afternoon, it's a regular thing. Yeah. 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 All they're all out there, and you just you just drink in the knowledge when they're on the on the greens. Right? Yeah. Uh, but when I looked for Dr. Murray on Google, what I found was Conrad Murray, the cardiologist who became Michael Jackson's personal physician and did two years in the Hooskow for administering the anesthesia that killed Jackson. And he didn't really seem to me worthy of murray tooth. And then the next guy I found was a Canadian physician, Murray Barr, the discoverer of the Barr body, which has been an important biological measure of sexual identity and so it doesn't seem like a thing for a family program in 2020. So I'm sorry, Thucydides, I tried to find a Dr. Murray where we could quiz you, but I, I struck out. I'll have to keep looking. I lost my script. Yeah. That's too bad. Or to talking more about the renal yes. transplant. Yes, well, well, we'll find a way. I think what I'll do is try to find a Murray with kidney failure. That's the other oh. way to approach it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that seems likely. I would say I would suspect there'll be a high percentage. I think several of our Murrays have had that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so I decided to go in another direction. Here is a story. In 1984, a white civil rights activist and Unitarian minister named Gordon Gibson discovered in Natchez, Mississippi, a stash of 2,500 letters by an early American feminist who had been almost entirely forgotten. Her name was Judith Sargent Stevens Murray. She was born in 1751 in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Her wealthy merchant father took the unusual step of having her tutored alongside her brother as he prepared for Harvard. And after that, she undertook a good deal of self-tutelage, the only option open to her in a time when there were no institutional educational opportunities for women. When she was 18, she married a sea captain and trader John Stevens. Within a few years, she and her husband became acquainted with the teachings of Reverend John Murray, a Universalist minister. The Stevens were Calvinists, and Universalists had quite different beliefs from Calvinists, believing that all human beings were equal and could be saved, which is not what the Calvinists believe. The Murrays converted to Universalism. Judith Stevens and Reverend Murray became close around that time and corresponded a lot, a lot of letters back and forth, which was very unusual for a married woman at the time. Captain Stevens' finances declined, and he sailed to the West Indies in 1786 in the hope of restoring them, but he died there. And his widow married Reverend Murray a couple of years later. By then, Judith, now Murray, Judith Murray, had written an essay called On the Equality of the Sexes, and a few years after her marriage, it was published. And this may be the first feminist tract ever published in the United States. She wrote a lot of essays, poems, and plays. In 1798, she became the first American woman to self-publish a book, The Gleaner, 
a three-volume collection of her writings. After John Murray died, Mrs. Murray, widowed for the second time, published his autobiography and other writings. She died in 1820. She was then largely forgotten for 150 years, but an important feminist scholar named Alice Rossi published her On the Equality of Sexes essay in an, an anthology in 1974, and then 10 years later, Reverend Gibson found the big batch of letters. And there is now a Judith Sargent Murray Society to promote her life and work as perhaps the first important American feminist, although forgotten for 150 years. Could Judith Sargent Stevens Murray have known that she would someday be a Murray Monday? She is today's. Ooh, nice chord at the end there. Nice concluding chord. Very nice, good, yeah. So that's a different Murray from what we've had before, right? A very good Murray, very interesting. Not our earliest Murray. The Attles, the Attles were our earliest Murray, but our earliest female Murray so far, I think, right? Oh, nice burp. I'm glad we've got better sound uh, this week. We've got your gas much better, uh, much higher quality when you burp. Yeah, no, that came through wonderfully. Yeah, I think that'll be a sonic highlight of the program. Okay, I think that maybe concludes us for today. Yes? All right. Thank you, Thucydides. All right. Yeah, can I make this quiet so we can hear Thucydides? Happy fifth night of Hanukkah, that's right. And we'll uh, talk to you on the next Shabbat Shindig. Yeah, and we don't forget the stud farms. Yes, good. All right, take us out of here. Na 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 and You just keep it going. We're not finishing tonight. This is gonna be the podcast that never ends. Sweet love, butter, dry butter, Banana, 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 banana. Do you want me banana, to sing? Banana, banana. Are you just banana, trapped? Banana, I think he's in banana, a loop, like when we used banana, to do the, when we used banana, to do Freebird, we couldn't banana. get out of it. It's Bernie the Pterodactyl Star. He sang Bernie the Pterodactyl Star there. Ah. I think we're going into a complete chaos. Here, shut this off. We're throwing up our hands. Join us I'm in not throwing, throwing up, up our hands. hands. Well, Thu and I are throwing button. up our hands. Okay. You're trying to get towards the button. Yeah. You don't know how to turn this off. Somebody's got to get to that button. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Three, no. two, no. one.